This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 155, The Sweep Smell of Success. Ooh, mm, bring yeah. out the brooms. Mm. I hope Jason, Sweep I hope Jason Christ likes his red boom. Oh, yeah, I bet he loves it. Mm. I know Third Rail did. <laughs> they're going to buy us a trophy case too how nice is that oh yeah <laughs> uh, so apologies for everybody for not having this done last night like we usually do um, unfortunately a little bit of emergency came up so we had to cancel but here tonight um, we don't have a guest we're going to hopefully have Ryan Lewis on next week Yes. Woo. so for those who did send in questions we did get some so for those who sent in questions we will save those for Brian um, so let's talk about uh, the the game on Sunday against yeah against that other team from across the river who can't win against us anyway. No, they can beat DC, can't beat us. Yeah, way to do us a favor, NYCFC. Yep, seriously. So uh, hopefully at this point you have either watched the game or heard about it. If you somehow managed to avoid this game on Friday, that's very impressive. Uh, if you if you manage to not watch the game at this point, you're definitely not listening to this, or you've never watched the Red Bulls. <laughs> Maybe you're so, in jail. Uh, you could be in prison. You could, well, you could, be, you could be in a would, Soviet gulag. They still exist, right? Yeah. I, I would hope they would have uh, Fox Sports in jail, but I mean, I don't know. Fox Sports is a little. But I'm talking yeah. about gulags. I don't think they have them in the gulags. Well, if you're a rebel fan in North Korea, you probably you may not have seen this game. Uh, well, I don't know who holds the TV rights in North Korea, so we can't even talk about that one. So the government, uh, the government owns them. Well, but what, what arm of the government? Right. That's it's all. You know, whichever Zhang Il is in there now. It's all the government, man. Government, you gotta watch out for the government. <laughs> government, dude. Yeah, <laughs> with the government. So this was a uh, two nothing victory by the Red Bulls over New York City FC. Bradley Wright Phillips, who just can't stop scoring against them. minute. If we played nothing but New York City FC, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips would just shatter the uh, record. <laughs> MLS at this point. Yeah, I think it's four goals in three games. If I'm yeah. correct. Yeah. It's at least three. So there's that. Um, and then uh, Felipe scored his second goal of the year. Yay! Woo! Our his, favorite guy. Wait, hold on. Our butt. Wait, wait. And his first goal that wasn't his face. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> He's a steep. I know. He's a legend. That. He is a legend. Rant legend. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> he is you a know, rant if legend. You, if you manage to score accidentally with your face, you kind of deserve some credit, right? <laughs> Yes. <coughs> He's our hero. I know that. Um, so let's get into this with our likes and dislikes. Um, All right. Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this one? Um, you know, it actually had to do nothing with the game. Uh, you know, it, I think most people might have an idea of where I'm going with this, and it has to do with the brawl that happened outside Bellows Pub in Newark. Um, look, there is no place for that whatsoever in American soccer. I don't give a shit who started it, 
you know, I don't care what was said, what happened. Uh, there is no place for that in American soccer. You know, I said this when the town hall meeting happened. Every Red Bull supporter represents this team and they represent the sport. And if you do something stupid, if you do something that makes no sense, that looks bad, it it it, it denigrates this sport and it, denigrates, and it just gives people a reason not to go to a game and not watch soccer. Bellows is on the way to Red Bull Arena. People have to walk past it and you let this shit happen. Look, I don't care. I heard that those guys came in with mouth guards looking for a fight. And I've heard shit, you know, you got to be prepared for that. I don't give a shit, all right? You know what you do? You know how you get prepared for stuff like that? You have 911 on your fucking cell phone, okay? That's what you do if somebody wants to start a fight. The only reason somebody gets a fight is if you give them one. And that's what happened that there. And, like, give me this, who are you bullshit. I mean, come on. People you chant, who are you? You don't think, stop to think for just one second. Hey, I'm an adult that just threw trash bags, that just threw punches, that just threw a fucking sandwich board. Like, that didn't, you didn't pause to think about that for a second? Over sports? I mean, come on. And, and yes, I have heard the speculation that maybe these were NYCFC uh, Nazis. I have heard that speculation. I don't buy it because I heard there were 20 guys. And you're telling me liberal New York City has 20 neo-Nazis. On top of that, 20 neo-Nazis that also like soccer. I don't buy it for a second. Look, hooliganism, and that's what it was. I know some people have tried to dial, dial it down that it wasn't hooliganism, but it was a or, somewhat organized brawl. And there has no place in this sport, no place in America. And all it does is give the sport, the Red Bulls, and New York City FC, for that matter, a bad name. And I, it just drives me up the wall that it happened. Uh, you know, I feel bad for any family that now or even just any regular old Joe that now has to walk past Penn Station. They got to think, hey, you know, that bar's not safe. Or, I, you know, I just got to get past that part before I'm, before I'm safe. There's no place for it. And there's nothing that's going to get me to back down from that. Uh, Leander Shockerins, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, unfortunately, wrote an article for Yahoo uh, Sports. Any person that is in that fight and identified, they absolutely should be banned from m- attending an MLS game here on out and end of story. Because we have to nip that in the bud before it has any effect on the league whatsoever. I'll say this. I'm I'm surprised that you can't believe that there could be that many Nazi skinheads roaming around New York City. Because let me tell you, <laughs> they exist because I've seen them. Uh, I've gone to enough punk shows and hardcore shows to know that these assholes do roam around. And from what Blue Team has said, uh, this is probably the same group that's caused trouble at their own games. Uh, why they're still allowed to go to Yankee Stadium, I don't know. Why they're allowed to just start shit you know at bellows i don't know i'm definitely you know there's definitely fault with everybody um but i we've already discussed this but i do take the stand that if you're going to walk into a building uh mind you nothing bad has happened in the almost five years that red bull arena has been around there's been no incidents um for the most part of any of these venues and at kada's or you know, Bellows, El Pastor, now Buena Brazos, nothing really bad has happened. Uh, but these guys did show up. They were, they were looking for trouble. And hey, man, you walk into my house, you start shit. I can't guarantee you the bad stuff's not going to go down. Uh, the really, the, the black guy, unfortunately, is that despite what happened, this is what the media talks about. Uh, this is the only reason this game got pressed whatsoever all over the place. Definitely not for the, the intense rivalry uh, between the fans or on the field. Th- this was it. This is why it was on Boomer Cart in the morning. And, of course, all they report is fans. They don't 
want to point out details of exactly what happened because no one wants to know the details. It is a very unfortunate event. I don't think it's going to happen again. Uh, I, I hope it's not. Uh, I think the next time these two teams play each other, there's going to be a lot more police security, which there hasn't been enough of because I don't think they really – I don't think they knew what could happen. I don't think the police security knew really what could happen. I think they were just like, oh, everything will be fine. We'll put a couple cops around here, transit cops around Penn Station, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they really expected anything like that to take place. What I'm really surprised about is that this fight happened, what, hours before the game? Mm-hmm. Several hours before the game? How did those dudes still get inside the stadium? And then from what, I know, from what I've heard, they were the ones who, again, threw a flare onto the field. So they were allowed in. You already, I'm sure these people could have been identified as these are the guys that started fights. You had enough time. Then they got into the stadium, and they got into the stadium with smoke bombs. So, I mean, what's going on here? That, I that is a huge issue. And now, uh, like it or not, like Blue fans and Third Rail, they could get sanctioned even more because they will probably get blamed for that incident, even if there wasn't a Third Rail member responsible for what happened. They, they could still take the fall for that because they are the big umbrella of Blue Team supporters. Like, they're, they're it. That's what everybody knows. And that these guys, yet again, got into the stadium and started shit is absolutely ridiculous. And that's the fault of everybody. Red Bull Arena security, everybody. I, and I, I don't care about their real hard spoke though. They're cool guys. So I hung out with them. Yeah. But no, no, in all seriousness. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And, but to your points, I mean, here's the thing. Let's just say for, let's just say for sake of argument. Yes, it was neo Nazis that walked in, said Heil Hitler and they started shit. All right. The, the fact that matter is I mean, don't give the media a story. Don't give them a story because if you get out, go outside and start brawling, that's all that's going to be reported. It's not going to be reported that, oh, they may have been Nazis. And that's what I've heard. I've heard they may have been. I've not heard that they were definitely Nazis. And and and, and for what it's worth, Nazi hooligans, that sounds like a B-movie that's going to be on at 3 in the morning on Cinemax. I mean, does that really, really exist? I mean, it's just don't give the fucking media a story. And it's And to the point that nothing like this has happened yet until now, I mean, I think the big difference between MLS and, you know, say EPL, where it used to be a huge problem in other leagues where it still is a problem, is that there's only two teams in New York, whereas in London you have five, six teams uh, in the English Premier League at any given time, or in Buenos Aires where the Barbaravas are going at it, you have three or four teams. You know, it, it's that's the thing. And, no, I don't think San Jose Ultras are going to come and fight our Ultras here or whatever, anything like that, but – it's just it's a black eye on the sport it's a black eye on mls and just don't give the media a story don't do it you know what if you're gonna have a if you're gonna fight fight inside the fucking bar don't fight in the street where everybody can see it you know and and call the goddamn police it's simple as that it it, because then there's no story there's no story for anybody to seize upon um and right now we got now we have that problem. Now we have to deal with it. And nobody's done anything about it. And it's unfortunate. And like you said, it should have been dealt with immediately, uh, by stadium security, uh, the police getting some, some names or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully the league and the teams step up and figure the shit out soon and, uh, make sure this is nipped in the bud right away. So I guess it's my turn to chime in on this. After, yes. After the Please. like maybe ten minutes. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm going to try to say a few things here, and they're not necessarily going to make sense right away. So stick with me. One, I do think people have a right to defend themselves. However, it, I agree with Pat in that situation. You're out in a bar in a public place. Um, it's not like you're stopping, uh, you know, somebody from robbing your house where 
physical violence can be a deterrent in, in the absence of police. Um, there, the video that was out there showed police on the streets. I don't know how long the video went before, or how long the fight went on before the video kicked in. But assuming, and, you know, with New York Penn Station right there, I assume there's police presence almost constantly in that that area. How hard? Yeah. I, I don't imagine it wouldn't have been hard to flag down police. Um, now the whole neo-Nazi slash people with mouse guards, whoever the hell they are. Um, I remember seeing posts on NYCFC forums or at dot com or whatever the stupid site is, like the public forums that the rail started out of, I guess, where people were looking for a fight the first time that they would play at Red Bull Arena. And th- this is honestly a very unique situation for MLS because while LA and Chivas played in the same stadium, you know, they, they each had their own sections. This is the first time you ever really have people traveling to an away match, separate, really separate from supporters groups, but being like so close with a rival, well, <clears throat> rivalry in quotes, because I, I still don't think it's necessarily rivalry in three games in, but where you have people that can afford to come into the stadium two, three, four hours before. Like when DC comes in, you know, there's obviously bad blood there, but the majority of the fans come in through through the bus and go through security and all that stuff. And there's only generally a handful of fans. They, they, they can't have, a, really have, like, 20 fans travel up in mass together. It's just not really feasible for them. So this is kind of a unique situation for MLS. Um, obviously, one they need to nip in the butt. I have no idea how this happens before the match, and Red Bull security doesn't do anything. Um, and, and I hope that if they figure out who threw the smoke bomb, that person gets sanctioned. Um, and unfortunately... <clears throat> I'm going to tie this back to the, the Philadelphia match. I know it's a different situation because of the venue, but MLS in general needs to fix their security because for years there have been issues. Um, the the Fort New England got basically ran into by security for cursing. I mean, gr- granted, you know, they want a, f- a family atmosphere, but it's going to happen at a sporting event. Last, you know, two weeks ago we had uh, Rebel fans in Philadelphia being um, stopped from using this in-stadium facilities because the security is afraid of fights, which they could have handled, but they didn't. Um, now we have this with supporters groups going at it before match and then security letting the, the people in, um, assuming that they had known about it anyway, because that, that, that is kind of a big if that somebody would know. But it, it's kind of a little worrying trend that security in MLS doesn't seem to know what's going on or, or have enough knowledge of situations to handle soccer because it is a different sport than every other sport in this country. We, You go to a NFL game, you do not have a supporter section. You go to a Major League Baseball game, you don't have this. Basketball, hockey. Unless you're in college, you don't have this. And in college, it doesn't matter because most of the time, there are not that big section of away fans. So it's just something that MLS and their teams need to figure out in terms of security is how to handle this shit going forward. Yeah, I just don't think they were taking it serious until now. So maybe they'll actually take it <laughs> seriously. You, you think that the fight, well, the, 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 fight the first year in the Red Bulls when... Fans got jumped by DC fans would have been the tip off, but you never know. Yep. Nope. <coughs> uh, I'll say this much: pretty much anytime I see large groups fighting over sports, all I can think of is Jets, Sharks. Now I should have that music ready to go. That's what I see. So, all right. So Truman. Truman. Yes. Uh, not your turn for your dislike, since we actually didn't go to you yet. Uh. Well, I think my all I'll say is, I mean. Since we, I don't want to keep disliking about everything because there's nothing too much to dislike about the game. Uh, no, I'll just I'll, I'll just add on to what Pat said just a little bit when I said uh, I just don't like flares getting thrown on or smoke bombs thrown onto our field yet again. Word. Um, 
I mean, to, to add to add to that, I mean, in all, in all seriousness about Third Rail, Hearts of Oak, you know, the good quote unquote supporters groups of uh, NYCFC, um, you know, you're just ruining it for the rest of your fans. And for what it's worth, having that enemy supporters group in the stadium, it does add for an extra fun atmosphere, you know. Um, for sure. And so it, it is a shame that some assholes had to ruin it and it's very possible. I mean, if the whole damn thing gets banned, I mean, that, that just sucks. And you know, that's just a couple assholes ruining it for everybody. So yeah, I 100% agree with that. Well, on the flip side, um, that, you know, NYCSC did play DC on Thursday and apparently they popped smoke a few times in their stadium and they've had issues in their own stadium with security and not, not approving the smoke. So I, I mean, I don't know if that would be the same group of people, but it seems like there's a systemic issue in the, the general population of rebels. I mean, uh, NYC supporters. I'm not. I'm not going to point at any particular group because I have no idea what's going on. But it seems like in general there is a problem there, and it might need to be addressed. But anyway, well, in Yankee Stadium, it's. I mean, for in defense of our enemies, you know, the security there is like you will not have fun. There's no fun allowed in the. But that's. But, he, but, but, then, but this is what it comes down to. Is then that the third rail and whoever it is, like the Hearts of Oak and all these Bambrag Society, all these supporters groups. You need to sit down at the front office and talk to them. That's true. Like the Red Red Bull supporters have flares. You know why? Because they worked with the front office and they made it safe. There's a bucket with sand in front of the supporter section. That's where the flares go. There are none in the stands. The reason they keep doing it is because they follow the fucking rules. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. If you don't like the rules, yeah. if you don't like the rules, talk to people making them and get them changed. Yeah, well, but Third Rail has been, uh, you know, bought and paid for by the. Uh... Stadium. Well, that's why they have. That's why they have a new president. Apparently, um, can we uh, can we move on? Can we shuffle off this topic? Finally, we think we talked way too much about uh, it. Jay still needs to do his dislike. I, I do. I do. And actually, I, I'm gonna. I, I have two. One's a quick minor one. Fox Soccer, your ads fucking suck. <laughs> you do not need to take away the whole right hand side and the whole bottom of the screen for an ad. In the middle of a game, knock that shit out. That, especially that's when old you, school, that's old school ESPN style. Especially when the ad screen. is only in one corner. Well, I don't need a white fucking bar covering like a quarter of my screen. You want to yep. show me an ad? Do it like do an opaque one that's overlying the action. I'll take that. Don't I'm, make this action three quarters of the size. What I'm telling you, ESPN used to do that in '96, like their first year or two, and they would take up half the screen for a sprite ad in the middle of the game. <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if Fox just decided to completely troll uh, MLS fans and just put a white Bronco in the corner, just driving? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my other, actually, this is not really a dislike. It's more of a let's make fun of them situation. Um, I swear this this is hopefully the last thing we're talking about supporters. Um, so. Third Rail and the other supporters groups that thought it would be funny or um, a good enough protest to not use the concession stands in Red Bull Arena. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? You think the Red Bulls are going to be affected by 500 people not buying drinks at half yeah, time? Yeah, come on, for real. If anything, you just made the lines easier to navigate. At a sold-out game. Yeah. No. Oh, no. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about what we liked That's... about this game. Truman, you, yeah. you go first. Woo! What do you like? Uh, the Who's Your Daddy chant after the second goal. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I love a whole stadium chanting, who's your daddy? That is fantastic. That's some ultimate trolling right there. All right, I, uh, actually, I have a quick question to ask. Was there a yeah. Gosa Cerro chant at all? Yes, there was. All right. Quick dislike about that, 
Knock that shit off unless it's U.S. versus Mexico. I know <laughs> it was just it was just a fun goofy thing. I, I'm totally. I, I saw some I people say it on Twitter, so that's why I was asked. That's why I asked. Yeah, it was in the moment. You know, whatever. They're having a good time. I'm not gonna go crazy over it. Uh, but you know, just not only the "Who's Your Daddy" chant, but um, I say this all the time. I love it when the stadium is full before kickoff, not full at halftime, packed, absolutely packed and fired up right at kickoff. I love it. You know the players love it. It just makes for great TV. It makes for great atmosphere being there. Ah, it's great. And just, I'm sorry, that Who's Your Daddy chant in the end, it's just, it's fantastic. I, I, just I have to admit, that was, when I heard it on my TV, I, I kind of like, are they changing that? And then when I read <laughs> I was like, I wish I could have been there to be, be part of that chant, because that would have been awesome. Oh, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. It's beautiful to hear on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Pat. So you're like uh, the sweep. You know, it's it's come on. NYCFC grabbed all the headlines, grabbed all the heat leading to the season. I mean, they're they're you know pro soccer talk on NBC Sports. You know, they posted plenty of time. They posted after that sweep, like, hey, look, we were hot on this team leading to the season, and they have floundered. Uh, you know, I, I just to see uh, them just get taken to task by the team. I mean, the whole the, the storyline was they were going to come in, take seize New York. Uh, rushed to the top of the table in the Eastern Conference, and New- while New York, while the Red Bulls just you know chased them from far behind, and that is not the narrative. The narrative is New York is red, and uh, you can't can't beat that. You, you got to hope that uh, hopefully that gets the masses in the seats in uh, you know in Red Bull Arena. Uh, you know we'll probably my guess is we'll, may, we may average twenty grand at, by, for the rest of the season, um, but you know at New York is red. Uh, Tell your friends, anybody who decided to jump ship, uh, tell them to get back on to the right side. And, uh, yeah, that's the beautiful thing. Sweeping New York City FC with all their pompous bullshit coming into the season. You can't go wrong with it. You know, you know, it's really funny too is that we beat blue team when Jason Christ, I think in the first game was saying, well, uh, it's not that important. It's not a rivalry. It's a game, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we finished off this little three game series and beating them at home. And he said it wasn't an important game. So to him, important, not important. We still beat them up anyway. Oh, yeah. Still beat them up. Just, ah, wonderful. Oh, great, yeah. Great day. Um, my like is kind of, uh, involves two people and it is fat Frank Lampard and Andrea Prelo who did jack shit that game. <laughs> yep. At two of NYCFC's biggest signings do nothing in one of their biggest games of the year. That was well, amazing. No, no. Lampard did something. He got schooled by Mike Rella. You didn't see that? Right. I must have. I don't know how I forgot that. Okay. And speaking real quick of Mike Rella, if, if there's any dislike about the actual game on the field, is on that play where Felipe ended up scoring and Mike nutmegged him, got through it towards the box. Got, got tackled, fell down. You know, instead of getting up and continuing to play immediately, he was on his knees and slammed the grass in frustration when the play was still happening. Yeah. Like, you got to get up, man. You got to get up. Now, they scored anyway, which was awesome, but get up, dude. Get up. Don't don't be mad. The play was still moving. Jump up. You know, let's go. What happened if, you know, there was a juicy rebound or something? So, that's all I can gripe about, really. Yeah. And, 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 you know, forgive me for feeling bad for Jason Christ, but, uh. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, but like, I, because I do think there's a good chance he's the future national team coach and I'm national team first. Uh, you know, it, he has clearly been given a team that 
is not the way he would have built it. I mean, the NYCFC, I don't know, I guess it's Claudia Reyna, uh, brought in players that are MLS 2.0. I mean, I think the Red Bulls learned a couple of years back that having three over-the-hill DPs is not the way to go. Uh, so, I mean, at least until 2016, it's going to be tough to uh, see what this team is going to really improve, despite what Nick Chavez says. Uh, yeah, and And Frankie's hurt again. Yeah. It took yeah. him, what, a game? A game? <laughs> One start and he got hurt? I'm going to get fit. I got a broken oh. toenail. You know, so you know what was best about the Mike Gorella nutmeg? Lampard came off after that. Gorella, yeah. Gorella benched Lampard. <laughs> I think I think they subbed in uh, Lapmard after that. I think they, they brought out Lampard and brought, brought in Lapmard. Lapmard. Well, whoever it was didn't do jack shit. So. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, predictions. I would, it would be nice if I actually had up at the moment. We'll, 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 so we'll circle back to that. Because um, I actually do have predictions updated. Kind of nice. So <coughs> during, the, <coughs> during the match, uh, Damien Parnell, <coughs> I don't remember the guy's first name, but Mena for uh, NYCFC, got into a little bit of tussle on a, uh, a corner kick with some shirt pulling, which is apparently okay since uh, Felipe Schwartz can just get ripped wide open. But So Felipe took exception to it and decided to wind up and... Uh, Land a straight jab to the gin, to the chin, and uh, MLS didn't take too kindly to that. So uh, Pernell is now suspended for the next two games, which will include uh, this Saturday's against uh, Toronto and the match on the 26th at Chicago. So he will be back for DC though. Uh, That's good. Pernell, maybe uh, don't punch people. That, 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 I think that. it's a, I think it's advice we can all use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the the plus is uh, I mean what Ron Zubar played for MY MY two so. Maybe but he, he is play. not. He is yeah. not expected to start though. Yeah. And, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll get this. We'll actually we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, well, at least uh, Chicago sucks, but uh, Toronto. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. I, I think it's something that the starting back line against Toronto is going to like their salary combined for the year is like two hundred ninety thousand yeah. dollars. So yeah. Toronto's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. All right. <laughs> so predictions. Um. So this week everybody got the win except for Austin. Because he predicted the draw for some reason. Um, but Pat got it completely right. That's right. Climbing back up the rankings, baby. Uh, yes. Austin should so, be fired. So Truman sits in first with 18 points. Pat is in second with 15. Wow. And I am in third with 12. Uh, Pat has gotten lucky with with uh, three complete scores correct in the last uh, two months. Looks like that's why that's, I, that's nine points for you. That's why I don't understand why, like you know, my positivity isn't contagious and more people listen to the Red Bull rant. I mean, uh, two, two of those complete game scores were losses. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's your positivity. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know. But judging by the cheers that the Red Bull rant got at Forza Lucha, I mean, more people should listen because I'm right a lot. So speaking of Forza Lucha. Uh, I think we're going to talk about this later, but let's talk about it now because I wasn't there, so I want to know what happened. Uh, <coughs> what was it like being there? I got some. Uh, are we doing this now? I yeah, guess? we're on it now. We're, this was going to be. Our, yeah, we were right, talking about this later, but we're doing it now. All right, so this is our dumping ground now. Is it's talking about Forza well, Lucha? Forza Lucha now. Rest the dumping ground later. Okay. Well, I got nothing else for that. Well, I mean, uh, Pat, I think would agree that Forza Lucha was pretty goddamn awesome. Yep. Definitely. That's, that's what I'm going to say. It was uh, it was very hot. <laughs> Let me say that very hot. Uh, but I'd rather have it very hot than very rainy. And what was awesome is that it rained on Monday, on Monday, the day after. So that was great, <laughs> perfect timing. 
awesome show. We raised, uh, I think, over $2,700 for the charity. Beautiful. AIDS Research Foundation of Newark for children. Yep. So that kicked ass. Uh, the matches were great. Uh, everybody really had a fun time. We sold tons of shirts. We had WWE name that tune trivia, which was absolutely hilarious <laughs> with the guys from Heavenly Podcast, and uh, they lost pretty much on the last question they came down to, and they ended up losing. Uh, that was super, super fun. Do I want to spoil matches? I mean, I don't know. Should I spoil matches? You can always listen to the Heavenly Podcast is already uh, given your results, so if you want to listen to the heavy, Heavenly Podcast. Why don't you just give like like two or three big results? How's that? All right, well, I'll say that Joey Janela won the Forza Lucha Cup. That's probably the biggest result. And then he uh, proceeded to pr- act like he was going to dump the trophy in the trash. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't. Uh, I will say that Matt McIntosh came out with a blue team shirt, and he and the shirt almost got lit on fire. <laughs> that was very close to happening, that people wanted to burn that shirt, uh, which didn't happen. We didn't want to actually start a fight. And the really crazy thing, Jay, and I don't know if you heard about this, but – what nobody knew until we got there, that there was a big parade that day running down that street oh, right God. in front of Buena Braza. And it was the it was an Ecuadorian uh, festival. There was a big party with bands ac- right across the street from Buena Braza. I did literally across the street. Wait, yep. you mean that like big empty lot? Yeah. Yes. Holy I, I did not hear about this, seriously. They were having bands and there was like tents and they were selling stuff and food. And during our show Jay, no joke, there was a parade, an Ecuadorian parade, with people, like, on little floats with Miss Ecuador 2014 and <laughs> driving down the road. So, you know, you, you've you never heard matches to Ecuadorian music before until now. And uh, the really funny thing was, of course, we're having our show, and all these people are kind of, like, staying at the fence watching what's going on, and out comes... Juan Pablo, or uh, I'm sorry, Juan Francisco de Coronado, who's from Ecuador, raising his, flying his Ecuadorian flag, and these people are going nuts. Yeah. Just random Ecuadorian people saw, saw him and were, like, rooting him on. So uh, his match it, it, between him and Dasher Hatfield was pretty much when Ecuador versus USA. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. It was one of the most insane things you absolutely could not uh, have predicted or saw coming. We certainly did not expect it. I know a lot of people had trouble parking uh, after we told everybody there's plenty of parking around there. There was nowhere to park. Uh, it was nuts, but it added to a very fun atmosphere because even the people didn't come in, they at least there were kids like hanging out on the little entrance just watching what was going oh, yeah. on. Uh, it was awesome. It really enhanced, I think, the entire day. Oh, it was it was tremendous. I mean, you know, it's in terms of being hot. Let's put it this way: I spent the two weeks I missed the Rebel Rant. I was in Guatemala. I didn't get a single sunburn. I got sunburn at Fort Solution. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, you know, and it, it's it, but no, the whole thing was great because you know it's just like you know in the background you bump, ba da 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 ba ba ba, then punch. You know, it's just like <laughs> it just added to the whole. And, and I lo- like what, like you said, like everybody lined up outside Borna Barasa in their Ecuadorian jerseys, uh, just watching the thing. It just added to the whole atmosphere. It was fantastic. Uh, and I love the fact that uh, the there was an unexpected heel winning the uh, whole damn thing because he was supposed to be a face. But uh, yes. everybody started booing him right away. 
Like Fred, the, when he's fucked out, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like what happened? Like they, they were not on his side whatsoever. And he just turned like an instant and just was like, "I'm a bad, bad boy." <laughs> like yeah, it was great. It was really great. Kudos to Joey Janela for just uh, seizing the opportunity to be a bad guy immediately, and uh, and uh, also kudos to Hot Steve Scott because I'm in like the background of all of his photos <laughs> so, on Instagram. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw I saw you giving the eyebrow on the one of. I didn't know what else to do. I mean, it's just like I was so obviously in it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I know I'm working, but I'm posing. Screw it. Um, <laughs> I'll also say for those that were at the the Red Bulls game and didn't recognize the person flying the ESC flag. That would that would be uh, one Chuck Taylor. Mm-hmm. That was Chucky T, sexy Chucky T, waving the ESC flag before the game. That's awesome. So we we got Chuck Taylor on on the field with his shades in a Forza Lucha shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> flying the banner. Yeah, you know, it, it was you know, great. I, I noticed the Forza Lucha shirt because uh, I saw the pictures on the ESC group, and I was like, I, I didn't recognize it was Chuck Taylor, but I'm like, man, that that's a Forza Lucha shirt. And actually, I've, I saw um, another picture of the Forza Lucha Bullet Club shirt, and I really want one of those. Yeah. So, so I, may, I, may, I may be talking to you after the show now. Well, yeah, we have speaking shirts. Of, i got to go through what we have left. But. Sp- speaking of shirts, what was all with all the Red Miller Light shirts? That, those were the Man City Light. Oh. Yes. I, I, know, I know this because one of the uh, Once Metro guys got it and showed it to us. Ah, very nice. I like it. All right. Let's move on, though. Um, yes. We have... Another another red team. It's, it's surprising, you know. Red's red's a popular color apparently. Um, Toronto FC is coming to visit Rogers. with uh, Michael yeah, Bradley, Javinko, and uh, for his first ever match against his first club, Josie Altador. It'll be his uh, his first MLS match at Red Bull Arena. He did play in the warm up game, I think it was against uh, I forget who they were playing before the 2014 World Cup. So he has been here before, um, coming in very strong. Uh, when we talked about the Paranel suspension, right now the back line is looking to be Lade, Miazga, Carl Met, and Anthony Wallace. Um, Get silly. I, I say Anthony Bye, Wallace. Bye. Shut I, up. I say Anthony Wallace because Kamar Lawrence is apparently suffering an injury right now. Uh, well, uh, shout out, by the way, quick shout out to Connor Lade. Made, uh, I forget if it was MLS soccer or uh, – it was MLS. It was MLS. MLS made, yeah, team of the week. There was actually three players. I think it was him, Ray Phillips, and I want to say Grella, but I'm not sure. Uh, uh, maybe that was okay. Maybe that was MLS pro soccer. Then it was Laid, um, Miazga, and Dax. I have to look at the MLS team of the week. But I, I remember there were three Rebels on the MLS team of the week. And I was really surprised about that because we're, we're lucky to get one. <laughs> oh, and speaking of which, Luis Robles won his first save of the week Woo! competition this year. Yeah. Finally, oh, it's like how long I know. He's only been up there for like eight or nine times so That's far. Damn so. time! Um, all right, so Toronto FC's coming in. Um, let me see what their recent results look like. I think they're on a relatively good streak. I know Javinko is ab- above ten goals right now. Uh, let's see, Toronto. Oh, so not as good as I thought. Uh, Toronto in their last five is. Two wins, two losses, and a draw. So actually, they're kind of middling right now, apparently. And they, I, I think they have nine wins and nine losses, so they're like right um, in the middle. I'll look at the overall standings. I know. I looked. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, top okay, of I'm on top of it. Uh, but so they sit, currently sit in uh, fourth place with 31 points. Red Bulls sit in second with 36. Um, for the Red Bulls, uh, this is in the East, by the way. 
But for the Red Bulls, they currently have four games in hand on DC, and because of the loss to New York City FC, did not uh, keep up their the ground. So Red Bulls are uh, eight points back with four games in hand. So that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good stretch that they could make a run at the Shield. Um, they do have like LA, Vancouver, Dallas, and a few other teams in the way, but they're at least within a, a good shot of either Supporter Shield or First in the East. But so, uh, let's talk about the game itself. Uh, game will be uh, Saturday, August 15th. This is probably when you're listening to this. Uh, 7 p.m. start time. Game will be televised on MSG proper and MLS Live for those not in the uh, New York area. Uh, predictions for this one? Pat, you're up first. Um, you know, again, like I said earlier, you know, Toronto is such a hard uh, team to predict. I mean, right now they have the MVP candidate on their team, and that's Sebastian Javinko, and he is not something somebody to take lightly. And you know, losing Paranel, who's been you know a stalwart, if not unspectacular in defense, is that's tough. That's tough to deal with there uh, with the Red Bulls right now. Um, you, you gotta hope Zubar may be healthy enough to get in there uh, and fill that need because we met. I mean. He's another one. You never know what you're going to get. He played well against Montreal, but in that period when, you know, uh, Miazga was away with the U20 team, um, Wemet was nothing to write home about. So uh, if he plays, you got to hope maybe that because of his Canadian heritage, he'll, you know, put the extra foot forward, much like he did against Montreal. Um, but right now, uh, it's tough to predict. That being said, obviously the Red Bulls are playing very, very well right now. They're going to have a – I assume they're going to have a good, solid home crowd behind them. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say – you know, I'm going to go crazy, a little crazy here. I'm going to go 3-2. Uh, Red Bulls win, uh, but it's definitely going to be a little, more, a little bit more exciting. You said 3-2? Like 3-2. 3-2 Red Bull win. The one thing I've never done on the show – has ever said Toronto was ever going to beat this team. And that ain't stopping today. I, I, Toronto, uh, yeah, you don't know what to get out of them, as we've mentioned before. This game, of course, yet again, is just – I think I've already said this many times. It's going to come down to our midfield. That's where they need to absolutely dominate this game and do not let players like Altador or like a Bradley or any of those guys get past the midfield. You know, with a bit of a patchwork back line – you you have to act. You have to create those turnovers. You have to counterattack. Dax is going to have to be super Dax, I think, in this game. Uh, absolutely crucial that they win this game. Uh, a team that they're so close. They, you know, they both have all those games in hand. A team that could jump. You know, jump. Well, they they can't beat them in the standings uh, with this game. But you really want to create distance. And I like the Red Bulls are playing, and they're home. And on a Saturday night, I think it's going to be a really good crowd. Uh, close game too. I think it's going to be Red Bulls two and uh, the Hosers one. But uh, guys, you got to go out and get these points. These are absolutely crucial, crucial points at home. I wonder what the McKenzie brothers would say about this. Take off, you Hoser. Yeah, yeah soccer. Eh? You say anything like hockey? Can you fight? Eh? For David Parnell, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David Parnell doing his best uh, Hoser uh, impression. <laughs> What, what I'm hoping is that the, when TFC gets on the field, someone will go, ooh, go, 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 and the TFC fans, will, uh, the players start fighting each other. So that's the plan. 
We just need someone on Oregon to play that little sound. They'll just start brawling with each other. Uh, I just want somebody to yell, go up to uh, Damian Pernell, who I guess will be in his you know street clothes on the sideline, and say, hey, look, I don't want to see any shit out of you. And he goes, I'm trying to listen to the fucking song! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. I'm not even going to tell anyone who that's from. If you don't know, I'm sorry. You're a fool. Yeah, if you don't You're know. You're a fool that. if you don't know where that's from. A shame. First, first person to tweet us. On Twitter, with that's with that song gets a shout out next week, or that sorry yeah. movie gets a shout out next week. Yeah, um, any movie that we've referenced tonight, we've mentioned two. <laughs> <coughs> All right, so <coughs> uh, there we go. Um, so I think it's gonna be a tight game. Uh, I don't think we're gonna score three or even two goals. Uh, I think the sort of makeshift back line where uh, Matt Miazga is the only regular starter at this point. <laughs> I mean, I guess Slade is sort of there, but, you know, um, I, I think that even though we met and Wallace are subbing in, I think that they can still do a good enough job because the one thing that New York Red Bulls 2 has proven this year is that they can ha- teach the players how to play the system that the Red Bulls want to play. And that's very important, especially from a defensive standpoint. I mean, from an offensive standpoint, you can have one person with a you know moment of brilliance scores a goal. It doesn't need to be a system thing. But defense has to be a team effort. It can't be one person alone. Wallace has always done well when he's come in. We must have been shaky, but he's decent enough that he knows what he has to do in terms of the system. Um, so I think it's going to be a one nothing victory where the defense just puts on – even a makeshift defense puts on a clinic in terms of – Skill, even if, and it may be a lot of tracking back they have to do, but I still think they're going to do their job. And the thing I find funny about all this is Roy Miller's on the bench. <laughs> Anthony Wallace and Carl we met are apparently, I don't know if he's injured or something, but apparently those two players are rated over Roy Miller right now. And at the and beginning he, of wait, and after all the shit he's gone through and redeemed himself, who the hell would have thought about that at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I mean they should okay. trade him at this point, right? I mean, is he too, worth anything at this point? He, he, come on, he's a national teamer. You know, he's a but regular, he's not. But he's not, but he's not a regular starter on a national team. Ah, but he's good. I mean, he's probably look for all the shit Roy Miller has gotten over the years. He's probably one of the better left backs that ever was. I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Miller is bad. I'm just saying it's sort of funny that yeah, you know, I know. he was our starting starting day. Left back, and now he's not even second on the depth chart. I'm just merely saying, before the roster freeze, it just would seem that you have that much talent, you can well, possibly improve your roster. Is, the, the trading deadline's passed, so we can't trade him. Oh, I thought there was, it's not the same with the roster freeze, which is like September something? No, the, the trading deadline and the transfer window were the same. Yeah, the lame. Freeze, the roster freeze in September, so we can sign players who are not currently attached to anybody, but we can't trade inside of MLS, we can't acquire teams on a transfer from another team. Fucking MLS. Do you want to get into tower allocation again? Because that's a fun little uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, let's not even bother. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on from that. Truman, time for your yep. terrible team of the week. We all say it like you stink. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Blown out by uh, Vancouver, another HAB team, and then uh, losing the semis of the Open Cup. That is uh, not a good week for any team. Uh, it's hard to make fun of Mormons more, but uh, they really kind of embarrass. I'm surprised themselves. you didn't drop Chicago in there for losing to Philly. Well, eh, you know, I I think I mean I, I know I know we lost twice, but I mean, right? Uh, no, I just think that getting thumped twice like that is uh, it's no good. It's no good on Team Mormon. So they're definitely my terrible team of the week, hands so, down. 
so since we mentioned the Open Cup, and I, and I don't want to discuss the actual results, but here's my kind of question to you too. I put it out on Twitter, and I kind of got some. I don't I don't think people understood where I was going with the question, but what do you think it says about MLS that um, two teams, or sorry, in the, in the last three years, the Philadelphia Union and DC United were among the worst teams in the league, yet made the the uh, US Open Cup finals? Because the fucking tournament doesn't matter. I've been saying on the show for how many fucking years? That's why. Come on, yeah. Good fucking luck. Yeah, win that tournament, Philadelphia. You know how many people are going to see it? A bunch of cokeheads who were like, Oh, this soccer on the TV? Oh, I'm going to watch this whole shit. Joe Jett, I'll get in on live. I mean, come on. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, you got a fucking open cup and you got Rocky. You won a couple championships. Well done, Philadelphia. Good luck. Because it doesn't matter. That's what it says about Open Cup. Doesn't say shit about MLS. Put some money in the fucking tournament. Put it on TV. Then maybe it'll matter. Get people in the fucking stadium. Maybe. But until then, it's bullshit. That's what it says. That's it. Good fucking luck. I'll laugh my ass all day if you actually win, Philly. I will. Because you know what? You're going to shit the bed in the fucking CCL anyway. Who cares? It's the Open Cup. Okay, I did not expect that, but I have to say, I, I, I really wish it was a video podcast because your face during that was amazing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so real quick, dumping ground. Anything you guys want to talk about? I was just going to say, um, I know we're an MLS show, but I am glad to see that the uh, you know Europe's back playing some soccer, some EPL, just because it's nice on a Saturday uh, morning, early afternoon to watch soccer. Yeah. And hey, It's nice. Or Wake up Sunday morning, watch soccer. And now, Can't get enough. And now we have the option to watch Bundesliga as well, which is kind of uh, – and that's that's the fun thing about that is uh, more Americans in that league, so. Yeah, uh, tongue baby. The big yeah, one, the new one is Aaron Johansson went to – Werder Bremen. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the team. Werder Bremen. Uh, exactly. It's probably more like Werder Bremen. They play Saturday at 9.30, I think. Because I was looking at the schedule trying to find out who I was going to – like. Yeah. I want to watch something, so. All right. Um, so I'm assuming that's it. Nothing else? No. That no, is no. it, baby. All right. Done. Let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onceamatchshow.com. You can help us by supporting the show at patreon.com slash redbullrant. You can email us during the week. And if you want to ask Brian Lewis some questions, because he'll probably be on next week. Not confirmed yet. I got to talk to him, but he'll probably be on next week. If you want to email some questions, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant at Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMACD2 for Pat at The Truman for Truman scratches via iTunes, Stitcher Radio or at SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. Last words before we get out of here. Take off, you hosers. We're going to win, eh? Yeah. Let's uh, celebrate with a little bats after we win, eh? All right. <laughs> so for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 155 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.